What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Shingles Couldn't Kill Him, your champ and mine, Nick Scarpino. There you go. Great you to be go. back, everyone. Great to be back. How are you feeling? I feel great. You've been back a while, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah whatever. Yeah. You, you know. got a thing going on with your hair right now, too. Oh, Jesus. Is that a it purpose? Fun? I like it. It's funny. Yeah, it looks like it's like a faux hockey a thing. Oh, is it like, There's like this, like, yeah, no. you got like this thing there. Yeah. No, I've just been, uh, I just been okay. burning my hands through it haphazardly, as it yeah. were. And you get what you get with this. You yeah. get what you get with it, you for know? sure. It's yeah. My hair has a, it has a, it's not like like this guy's hair that has like literally. You mean Krypton's own Cameron Cuff? Yeah, I just Yay! wanted to get it over there. How's everyone doing? He's got such a thick head of hair that he's probably one of those guys that when he goes to get it cut, his stylist and or barber's like, do you want to thin it out a little bit? And he's like, yeah, just thin it out a little bit. Because I get hot. You probably sweat because it's so thick. Yeah, yeah. and Me, when, when there's product in it, you can use it as a helmet. Yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. I know that well. Oh, you mean over there? Shitbag Tim Gates. <laughs> 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 what? I needed to go oh, somewhere. I got sunburned a couple weeks ago. Wow, what did you uh, do? When we were shooting the thing that nobody knows what it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, the next show that we're doing. And uh, I got sunburned on specifically on my forehead, and it just hasn't healed, and my forehead just keeps peeling so everywhere i go i just keep getting it looks like the dandruff, dandruff yeah. but it's oh, from my rough. face what where are your people from that they know, don't man. have access to the sun are they mole people are you a mole person i'm a mole person that is a fact because every time you step out into the sun you fry i think it's just it's been weeks though it's proof climate change is real because yeah. tim's grown up his entire life in san francisco yeah. this wasn't a problem forever because it used to be all foggy and stuff and, and now, now san francisco fog is gone a hotbed people just walking around in bikinis Too hot Bullshit. All tan. Mm. That's just your olive. Your Italian. Stop. Stop winking. And don't. You looked right at my nips. I know you get ready. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's a pre-show callback right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the game over, Greggy show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table, each bringing a random topic to conversation for your amusement. If you like that, head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, where you can get the entire show early for just a buck. Watch us record it live, like so many of you are right now. Thank you, Patreon people. You could also get it early on Friday as a big video or a big MP3. Of course, the video version includes the pre and post show that the live people get. And sometimes when we screw up editing the MP3, that includes the pre and post show as well. Happy birthday last week. However, <laughs> even if you want to get it just for free, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny the following Friday. One week later, it's all up as one big show and one big podcast around the globe. Now, Cameron Cuff. Yes, sir. We bring a lot of dirt bags on this show, right? They're just here to. They're just here. They're just here to shuck and jive their wares. You yeah, know what I mean? Talking about this stuff. Indeed. Yeah, you're here for multiple reasons. Of course, you have this new show, Krypton and Sci-Fi. Yes, sir, I do. But more importantly, you love kind of funny. I do indeed. I'm a best friend. You, and you've yeah, been a best yeah. friend for a long time. Been best friend for a long time since since. So I found kind of funny. Um, I was a penniless actor in L.A. Sure. Um, I, I had been in London and I'd, I'd had some success and I got picked up by an agent in LA and I was bankrupting myself living in Beverly Hills and as you, you are, I, they as did tell you there was other parts of LA you could have no, lived No, they in, didn't. Right? I thought it was one part. Yeah. Just Beverly Hills. Just Beverly Hills. Yeah. Crazy. I just want you to know, from Beverly Hills to like a Culver City, for instance, your money would have gone literally yeah, twice as West far. West Hollywood, any, any pretty of those much places. anywhere. Yeah. It would have been better. But, um, so I, I was there and. I saw on IGN Greg Miller's final up at noon. 
And I was like, where's, where's this guy going? Because like, yeah. th this is my guy. Like, you know, he's like Superman, likes chicken wings, knows what he's talking about when it comes to comic books and video games. Like, this, is, this is a man I can follow. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a man who knows his stuff. So Clearly, I, I mean, we're just we're mere images of each other. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I can see clearly we have a lot of Which one of you is talking right now? I can't <laughs> <see>. <laughs> um, But it, so, so I... Uh, <laughs> I... Um, so I saw, uh, uh, you know, this, this show, and I thought, you know, I, I wish him all the best. You know, this is this is great, um, but uh, I, I'll, I'll pursue other things. And I was in LA, and I was really struggling. Sure. I, I was having my first real battle with rejection, just no after no after no. And I was getting really ground down. From what I understand, hard to be a attractive white male in Hollywood. Like they just don't want you. It's hard to be anyone in Hollywood. <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. truth. And I, I think that the thing is, like, when you're there, like, you can feel the weight of the broken dreams. You mm -hmm. really can. Mm -hmm. Like, because every street corner is a location. The billboards are everywhere. Everything inspires to remind you that you're out of out of work. And I, my brother lives in L.A. And I've, uh, my best friend uh, lives in L.A., one of my best friends. And uh, I had this really dumb, stupid male thing of being like, I can't let them see me hurting. I can't let them see that I am really doubting myself. I can't open up about this. I can't yet. open up about that. Um and the worst thing of all is my favorite thing to do when I'm feeling sad is go to the movies. Just even by myself, just go sit down and get lost in the movies. And I couldn't even do that because I was thinking, well, I was watching the entire time just thinking, I will never do that. Mm -hmm. I'll never get there. And all I really needed at that point was for sometimes five best friends. Aww. And that's, that was my thing. Is that that's what got me through as I started listening to you guys. And I, I fell in love with the podcast. And I think the main thing is like, yes, there's the shifting topics every week and everything, but what the podcast is really about is friendship. And that's what I needed at that time. And ever since, you know, ride or die. Hell yeah. Ride oh, or yeah, die. That's right. We ride so together. It's about family. We die together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bad boys for life. And that's true. why we Bad can finally say we're letting Rahul go. <laughs> he wants to go be a fun house. Let him be fun. I pledge your cause. To say that we're letting Rahul go. Uh, means that at some point he cared enough to actually be godly. <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> he's not, you know, he's a uh, he's funhouse for life. That's okay. So now, him. of course, you're on the hit show Krypton. I am indeed. Episode one's up. Episode one is out. We like it a lot. Great, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, I'm sure that'll come up later. But so here's what I want to do: is I'm gonna get uh, Tim. Yeah. Pass me my shovel. It's it's a metaphor. Just pass me like. Okay. Uh, there, thank there you. you. Yeah. Should ask you. You know how to improv. Yeah. I'm digging up an old topic. Okay. You ready, Nick? Yeah. Topic is well. I actually, hold on. I'm not. I'm t I've dug up a topic. Okay. Now I'm Frankensteining it together with something else. All okay. right. Gotcha. Sick fuck. Does anyone else believe? Thank you very much. Does mm -hmm. anyone else believe that Cameron Cuff is proof God exists? <laughs> You're gonna need to elaborate. I elaborate. Abs. Wow. This way. I've on the episodes where we've talked about God before in passing. Sometimes it's a full on topic. I'm like, I, I believe, and not necessarily in. This, that, or the other, but uh, higher power, things work out. It's weird. There's too many coincidences in the world. Mm -hmm. Does no mm -hmm. one else think it's weird that this guy liked us? He's a kind of funny best friend, and then and he's a big Superman fan. Yeah. And he and then he goes out and he gets into a show called Krypton, mm -hmm. and then he's on comic book covers, and he's at South by, and he's he's taking photos of us. He's wearing kind of funny hats. He's wearing kind of. He liked us before he became the guy that is now forever part of the Superman mythos. 
You know what I mean? Mm. That's why, like, 80 years from now, man, you'll be dead by then, probably. 50 years from now, <laughs> there'll be documentaries about Superman, whatever anniversary on, and you're going to be in them. They're going to talk mm. to you. They're going to show clips from your show. In the next encyclopedia of DC Comics, in 150 years, when there'll be a page about Krypton. That's cool. This is weird. You've convinced me. God exists. I, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Of like, it, yeah, no, seriously, so many that, weird coincidences. It is, it is very, very weird because yeah. it was, you know, I. We talked to a lot of people on Twitter and social media and stuff. But you're always a face that I recognize because you have the blue the verified verified check, tick, which like if, forces through. If you don't know when you're once you're <laughs> verified on Twitter, it adds an, another column of you click on it's verified and it shows you only interactions with verified people. So yeah, you pop up all the time. I'm like yeah, who the I, fuck is this guy? You yeah. click on an actor. I'm like I don't know. That I man. can annoy you without impunity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so fucking Krypton. It's like it's just such a huge jump. To yeah, me. it is crazy. It, it, it is really weird because, like, I've always been a comic book fan. Yeah, I grew up with the Andrea Romano, Bruce Tim animated series. <sighs> you yeah. know, like yeah, Tim yeah. Daly is my Superman. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that, and that's the thing. Like, I grew up with that, so I had a cursory knowledge. I grew up in the '90s. I, I knew who these guys were, and then I opened up. It was like probably like 2005 or whatever, and I opened up. You know those like big DK uh, DC encyclopedias? Oh yeah. They had one on Batman, and I was like, all right, I like Batman. I'm really bored in this bookshop, so I'll flip through this and. That was the first time I ever learned about Jason Todd. Ooh. That was the first time I ever learned about Tim Drake. Sure, you know, and I was like, this is this mythology is way deeper, yeah. than even the shows get, yeah, and 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 so much of them are, are based on personal relationships. Like it was, I mean, it's funny you always talk about Connor Kent, right? Like Connor yeah. Kent was the character who really brought me into comic books. Like someone, oh, see, who, this is weird. It's fucking again strange. that we look yeah. so much alike, <laughs> but also it's all Karate Cameron settled down. Oh, it's great. I like how you guys are wearing light colors today, by the way. It's perfect. Mm. A little Superman dash, a little dash of Superman from both of you guys. I don't know that it's a proof that God exists, uh, per se. God, yes. God exists and he's but, a Greg Miller fan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I do I do I do think it's proof that that people are receiving the message out there that we're sending out every day. Yeah. And that the hoodies, hopefully if we can get more, we can just get everyone dressed in hoodies and then we'll look exactly like that cult. From uh, Wild, 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 Wild Country. Country. Yeah, that's yeah except blue that's instead of maroon. No, I mean, all, all kidding aside, I think it's just because we have all like, like interests, right? We're, we're very similar sure. to yeah. a lot of people But out even there. that, like, and I guess this is the thing we're dealing with, that our, our generation has come up, uh, growing up on so much nerddom. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're being cast in this show that you already know the subject yeah. material of and will ever know the universe yeah. of, right? In the way that before you hear about somebody getting cast and I'm not knocking any other actor, but they get cast and they go out and they run out and they buy a bunch of comic books to yeah. learn and get into it. Yeah, but to like Jeremy Renner, you don't know to, shit about Hawkeye. Nobody knew shit about Hawkeye before that movie came out. Especially not Jeremy Renner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to sell him on getting his own solo picture because I was trying to tell him how good mm-hmm. the Matt Fa- Fraction run. I think you immediately forgot when he left that yeah. IGN interview. You should have read it. Fantastic but, run. Huh? Oh, he should have. Yeah, you know, we all agree that was fantastic. It, it was. A, I, I met. I was at WonderCon yesterday, and I met Jason Fabic. Yeah, and he was so amazed that I knew who he was, and th- like he, he was shy around me because like I was in a TV show, but I was so shy around him because yeah. to me he's a huge star. Hell yeah! Like you know, the fact that I'm on like first name times now with Jeff Johns is insane. Right to me. Yes, like it, it's absolutely bonkers. The it fact that Jim Lee likes my Instagram and comments every so often, I'm like what the fuck? You know yeah. what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah, absolutely yeah. mental. It's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, the fact that I'm here right now talking to you guys on my favorite podcast. Yeah. That I mean, I feel I'm so. Here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not a I'm not a believer per se, and you know, I I I don't believe in destiny, but I'm the luckiest guy to 
ever live. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. I feel I, you on that, man. I feel the same way. Yeah. Things, I, I, things are cool. I don't Life know. works out. Yeah. Life finds, finds a way. way. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. Um, <laughs> this is my question to you, though, Cameron. Yes, sir. How much of it is, how much does luck play into success like like you're enjoying right now versus yeah. preparation versus the, just putting the work in, right? Because I don't know a lot of people uh, who have gotten shows like you have right now without a tremendous amount of, like, no one just falls down all, like in L.A. and gets discovered. Mm. So how much how much went into getting Krypton? There were a lot of no's. There were a lot of no's before there was finally a yes. Um and look, I'll come out and say fully from from the beginning is absolutely. I feel like I got lucky. There, there was no doubt in my mind that I've got lucky. To me, and also coming from from England, oi governor, oi governor. Um, the perception of, of acting in the in the UK and in Ireland uh, tends to be that you know you go to a training program, you, you you train a lot, you work hard, you study, you learn your craft, and then you come out and then you do like rep theatre. and you do theatre for years, and then you are small supporting role, supporting role, lead role, and then eventually. You, you move into movies and then American movies and stuff like that. And I have friends who are on that journey. And that is where I feel like I still belong, cutting my mm, teeth mm. And, and learning my craft. I feel like I've just won the lottery. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll never, ever feel like I didn't get lucky. Gr- granted, I've, I've worked really hard and I've kept believing in myself. And I, I do believe that there was, there was a moment before I started Krypton, I had this really human moment uh, that I think a lot of actors would get if it's their first big role. Where I was thinking, I'm a fraud. I can't do this. Sure. I'm going to ruin Superman for everyone. I <laughs> suck. I can't possibly carry this off. And I was talking to my girlfriend, and I was saying those things to my girlfriend. Um, say, saying, uh, say, <laughs> I thought if I had to do it, and then he did it before I could. Beat him. Um, and and I was saying, I was saying all these things like, I, I can't, I can't possibly do this. This, I, I, I'm going to crack. I, I'm not, I'm not that good. I, I can't do this. And she's like, But you love this. And I was like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do this for no other reason than I adore it. I love it so much, and I think if you are trying to make it as an actor, director, producer, really whatever it is, love what you do and do it because you love it, and success will follow. Keep believing in yourself. Keep believing in that dream, and eventually it'll happen. And because you love it, you will end up somewhere where you are happy. That's what I believe. Facts. Facts. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel I, I concur. And I feel like sometimes maybe success might be like the success you enjoy might not be the one you expected. But mm. if you put the if you put a lot of work into it and you give it enough time, you can you can rise up the ranks um, to your credit and to the producer's credit of the show. Wow. You guys got a great cast in this, too. Yeah, they're amazing. Like and I forget the actor's name, but the guy that plays your dad who I believe was oh, in Sherlock, right? Dude, yeah. he's so good. And I was like, he's oh, amazing. it's the guy from Sherlock. I love him. Yeah. He's I, really good. I think we would and all... And D's like, stop yelling. We're watching this alone <laughs> in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know D was asleep by then. Are you kidding me? A show about Superman? She's like, that's, that's on you. Yeah, you that's you're going to go watch that yourself. You. First off, <laughs> I love my you. wife, but we've already established. She tends to take nerd stuff down a couple notches. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have to just be like, I want this one. Mm-hmm. Can we just, let me just have this one. So I watched it on my laptop in the other room. Nice. That's okay. what I did. What'd you watch after it. on that laptop? What I watch after on that laptop? Yeah. No, I don't watch, I don't do that. Yeah. No, I don't no. do that. No, you don't do that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm oh, okay. Puritan. No, that was the thing. I watched it last night uh, off of Amazon and GDC week. Otherwise, it'd be there. I'll be, I'll be there week to week. Get off my back. Yeah. Jesus, Cam. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> but I was like, all right, Jen, we got to watch this and we got to watch Ant-Man tonight. She's like, okay, cool. And when episode one finished, she was like, oh, all right, can we start another one? And I was like, oh, well, no, it's oh, she's like, oh, this isn't over. Like she was, she hadn't heard about Krypton. And I, I thought not, I mean, Jen likes the superhero stuff, but I didn't know if a show about Krypton would be enough yeah, to yeah. grab her. And she's like, so in, loved it, Great. loved the story and wants that's to know awesome. where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, 
look, if you're a massive comic book fan like 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 me, then there's so much in here that you'll love, that you'll understand inherently. But yeah. also, we're not really making a superhero show. It's it's a science fiction show. This yeah. is yeah. this is a this is a space adventure. And and the way that I talk about it at, at cons is to say, this is Flashpoint meets Guardians of the Galaxy. This is like this is meant to be fun. It's a thrill. Like for some reason, there was a lot of talk thrown like dark and gritty. That was thrown out. Like dark and gritty. There are two. Those are two words that are so overused. They've long since sure. lost all meaning. Right. Um. And are the stakes grounded in the characters' journeys? Absolutely. Are some of the themes a little heavier than you might expect in a superhero show? Absolutely. But this is still fun. Yeah. And I think anyone could could get it. Um. So we're really glad that people love it. The response has, has been really good. And and also we're doing something a little different. Um, you know, there there have been a few things like, like things like Black Panther, for example, um, or or the new um, oh god, Anya Taylor Joy is going to be in it. The uh, the new X Men film, New Mutants. That looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the genre has been around for a while now, where we can start taking some making some different choices. Mm-hmm. You know, like do things that we haven't seen before. And and for us, suddenly it's like we we've gotten to the point where we can take some narrative risks. Yeah, well, you can play with it. it, right? Let's let's make something that's ambitious and bold and wild. And that was what for me works so well because we talked about this earlier today when they announced oh, Krypton the show's happening this is before your involvement right but you have a title and you know it's getting kicked around I remember being like nah man I'm not I don't really care about what happened on Krypton to his grandfather you know what I mean similar when I was like I don't care about the Smallville show hey he doesn't have powers whatever <laughs> it was going on yeah exactly but when that I mean obviously you then you get involved I'm like well I gotta watch now I gotta support mm. King but then when that first trailer drops and it is you know Adam Strange with the cape yes yeah. and this is in that very from the from episode one, talking about like your grandson's going to be Superman, yeah. and this is what's happening in the timeline, and we need help. I was like, that's awesome. That's yeah. like that's an Elseworld story you get told somewhere along the line, or an annual, right? That, a Superman. That is annual. what this is. Yeah. in many ways, like because because Adam Strange has come back in time, the timeline has irrefutably changed already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there is no going back from this moment. We could absolutely make the wrong choice. And Superman might not exist. That yeah. is that is a very real risk on our show, and that's something we're excited uh, to play with. So, real quick, I guess to give everyone the elevator pitch. Somebody wa- is watching or listening right now. Yes. hasn't been keeping up. What is Krypton? Well, okay, smash cut to a green planet, <laughs> a green planet that's that's orbiting a red sun. It's two hundred years before the birth of Kal El. This is a planet with dwindling resources. It's sort of on its last legs. And, and things like population control have sort of been installed by an authoritarian theocratic regime. Uh, and the House of El, this great house of scientists and revolutionaries and free thinkers, uh, are saying there is something out there. Val El, who's, who's the head of the house, comes out and says, there is something out there. It's coming for us. I'm telling you, we need to band together. We need to work to stop it. And this, this theocratic regime says, no, Rao, his, his only creation was us. We are the only planet in the universe. Uh, you are condemned to death, and they condemn him to the ice, and uh, because uh, all all outside the city is is a wasteland, it's ice wastes, um, and so uh, the house of L is shamed, their their status is ripped from them, and that's where we meet young Segel growing up in in the rankless district. He's a con man, he's a hustler, he's morally adrift, he's not really sure where he stands on a lot of things, uh, gets in a lot of bar fights, drinks a lot, and. That is where sort of when he's he's most adrift, when he's most lost, someone comes up to him and says, hey, 200 years from now, where I come from, a planet called Earth, your grandson is going to be the greatest hero in the universe, and something is coming to make sure that that's not the case. And all of a sudden, Seg is faced the re- with the reality that he has the great past of the House of El, this great legacy, and also the future 
like this, this this amazing man, this symbol of hope, um, and Supergirl as well, an amazing woman, who who are there in the future, who embody all of that and take it even further. And he has to now rise to the occasion where he is to bridge those two things. He has to come to to be the sort of man who can wear that symbol. And also, the symbol has to grow into the symbol of hope that millions across the multiverse know it is. Awesome. You better not fuck it up, man. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the things I like about the show too is that you, you know, you don't get to see too much of the other houses, right? We got to see a little bit of Man of Steel, like where we were, you know, like when I was a kid growing up with the Donnerverse, like the, the Donner movies, like I didn't really yeah. grasp that Zod was from a different line, a yeah. different house, a different st- like he was mm. supposed to be bred to be a soldier, things like that. Mm. You guys get to play around in that world yeah. a little bit, right? And I'll try to tread lightly on this. You get to play around with it a lot, which is great. Uh, with some of your co-mingling with with some of the other houses. Yes, well, there is there is a forbidden love affair with one lighter Zod, who right. is from the house of Zod, I which had is. A nickel. Yes, <laughs> it's very Romeo and Juliet. They're not supposed to be together, but it's it's, hot. It, it, it's in hot, well, hot. it's uh yeah, like uh, and that's the, the that's the mm, how do you recall? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching. I was like, oh man. Sci-fi, not afraid of that bump and grind. We, yeah. you know well, what I mean. Th- that's that's the thing. Is like the show is not is not like we'll absolutely go into those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. The things that are more mature. This is a real world. This is a, a world of shades of gray. Like everyone believes they're doing the right thing. There are no heroes or villains, mm-hmm. um, and that is really exciting to us. And the awesome thing about the character of Lyta and her mother Jaina is that two of the most courageous and morally forthright people in our show are from the House of Zod. Right, which, which I thought was a good choice. historically has a much more villainous connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll absolutely see those other houses. It's an ensemble show. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the through line of it might, might be Seg and, and his journey, but there are so many other houses. There's House of X, who are sort of uh, Machiavellian sort of uh, uh, politicians. Um, there's the Rankless District, which is its own world um, that, that's very sort of Blade Runner and has its own sort of thing going on. It, it, it's, it's really, really cool. There are so many areas that... We want to go into there are lots of different cultures on krypton and a few of them we might see this season very cool yeah that was one of the things that drew me to it as well as i was like oh you guys are going into a little political intrigue you can see that there's going to be some uh some characters that have different motivations for why they're doing things i forget the the actress's name that plays your kind of betrothed um, oh wallace day yeah yes she's awesome she's you get an idea from her character that she might have other ulterior motives as to what's yeah. going on as well yeah she's maybe screw her father maybe she, you never know um i love that we bring back in the idea of the birthing chambers and like the mm. the you know that nobody has kids on this planet um which is really really cool and i like to explain well, that was that the thing well. right when they were talking about binding and you're gonna you're gonna bind with her or whatever it's like oh interesting yes. and they go in there and they take the blood samples combine them and tell you the whole history or the, we got the a baby future. on the way yeah exactly yeah. it's like yeah. oh, wow weird it, it is weird and, but here's the thing is like so the the society is so segmented and, and has such strong ideas about who you can be and what you can do that to be with someone who you're not supposed to be with is deeply forbidden but uh, and also in in the rankless district they have babies the normal way but the government just sort of says oh well you know it didn't come to the genesis chamber it's not a citizen it's not no. a citizen we don't have to care interesting. Mm. um and the other interesting sort of byproduct of, of the genesis chamber on in kryptonian society is that it means it's they've evolved past gender roles and they've evolved past traditional sexuality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it creates a very different society. Um, interesting, yeah. Interesting one. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah, because you, you would kind of defy social uh, constructs at that point because you're like, they yeah. can just be whatever. You, like, you literally have a machine that just says, perfect for this, go. Yeah. All right, that's pretty yeah. cool. It's interesting. And it, it's, it's very, it's awesome to have a world where people love who they love. And, you know, no matter who you are, gender, race, it's it's not a thing. You can, you can go ahead and do whatever it is you want to do as long as you work within this authoritarian regime. 
Was there ever like I don't know if you can talk speak to this or not, but like how did did Man of Steel did the Krypton from Man of Steel ever come into like the conversation as far as the production design was concerned? Yes, definitely. Um, the, the cool thing, well, David Goya, who who did Man of Steel mm-hmm. and uh, he and the Dark Knight films, so, so many great movies. Uh, he was the driving force behind getting this made. You know, this was announced in 2014. It's yeah, been it's, it's been, been a while. A, yeah, a long time coming. Um, so the awesome thing about our show is that we've been able to take influence from from Man of Steel. We've been able to take influence from Richard Donner's Superman. Uh, we, we, including the soundtrack, in, including awesome. like the yeah, that was awesome. That's it's really That's cool. Rad. Hints of that um, always make me happy. Always. Uh, oh yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's it's chills every time. It's so cool. Um, but and also from from the comics, from from New Krypton, like the guild system and all sure. that sort of stuff. And we had Jeff come on board and, and and help us build it too. But also take influences from things like Star Wars and influences from things like mm. Star Trek and, and Blade Runner and create what we feel is our ultimate science fiction society. Um, which we think is 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 really cool. Um, so yes, the Man of Steel movie definitely played into the design and, and the feel mm-hmm. of the world. Um, but so did a lot of other things too. I just want you at some point to get your own flying uh, beast like he had. I forget what the name of the Haraka. character was. Yeah, <laughs> it was so sad. I was like, how did you... They managed to do something wonderful with that the first like 20 minutes of that film where like you get... The mm. bond between him and the beast, yeah. you get the urgency of what's going on. Yeah. The planet's going to explode, and we're ju- and I was like, "Oh no, his fucking guy got shot. His little thing oh, got no, shot. Oh no, that guy, that guy. Oh, sad." Russell Crowe, also. Amazing. But I think I think that's the thing is that David was making that movie, and he just sort of thought, "There's more here." Yeah, well, that was one of the yeah. things people loved about Man of Steel. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "That was one of my favorite parts of seeing what that society was yeah. like and where they were at." Now mm. it's going. And I think that's the thing is that. Every interpretation of Krypton is like, we're here for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, exactly. You know, well, it yeah. was, you know, interesting. And we're kind of, we're jumping around plot points of episode one, but you should go watch it anyways. Uh, like when you go to your grandfather's fortress. Yeah. And it was that thing of like, all right, like I've never really thought much about, and like there's, there's always a reason or like, here's this crystal or whatever, but there's never like a, yeah, this is like a lineage thing of you have a fortress of solitude. Like yeah. this is an established place. I, lo- I love a nod of- to it. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is, uh, you know, this is like his fortress of solitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> go in fortress. there and there's the yeah. same like, uh, you know, what will be iconic later on in many Superman comics of basically what we know is Jor-El and Lara holding up Krypton, right? Mm. But it's not. It's just yeah. these two other Kryptonians. It's the founding members of the House of Hell mm. is, 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 our, is our idea. And it's in our world because there is this authoritarian regime. It's where it's, he built it to keep his work safe, a fortress yeah. of mm. solitude because inherent, inherently his work made him be alone. Uh, it's the only place that he was safe enough to try and save Krypton by himself. So... You know, he mentioned the thing from Man of Steel. You shouted out its name. I saw you, I think, on DC's Instagram stories, right, doing the quiz. And you got like eight out of ten yeah. on these Superman yeah, questions, yeah. right? I'm big nut. So, <laughs> was that already built in, or was it when you got this? You're like, I got I know it's about to happen. I know at every Comic Con, somebody's going to try to stump me on something. Uh, hey, it was cool. Um, <laughs> the, the, my first Comic Con panel um, was 2017. The show hadn't come out. We hadn't. We hadn't. We'd been picked up, but we hadn't shot anything else yet. There was yeah, no yeah. other photography done. Um, so I was there with me and, and the showrunner Cameron Welsh and we have this massive panel and Jeff is moderating and um, I uh, we were sort of going through it and he, he said like oh, and Jeff was like oh so Cameron you're a fan and I was like oh yeah and I was talking about the DK and it's like and I said oh wow there were three Robins he was like actually there were four Robins <laughs> and it's like oh it was pre Damian Wayne Jeff and, and the whole room goes like what? Yeah, <laughs> like he—he's a fan. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. and and yeah, like it—it it was that someone came up and asked us a question about injustice, and and that was I saw my showrunner was just like, 
what, what? What's injustice? And yeah. I, I just came in and be like, Tom Taylor's a genius. It has a huge influence on our show. You know, read everything, read everything he writes. Hell yeah. Right. Um, and, and from, from then on, it was just like, this is awesome. This is so great. And, and all the, all the people, all the, the PR people were just like, you know, you actually genuinely know your stuff, don't you? Yeah. It's like, I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never not want to come to a Comic Con. That's it awesome. sucks that it's not just the norm. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It pays yeah. to hire nerds. That's what I'm talking about, people. If you're out there watching, cast these two guys. Yeah, no, the, you don't know anything. What is, what's that? I don't know anything. We would get cast in a Fast and the Furious film, and you wouldn't even know their names. Which one was the kid that drove the Jetta? <laughs> even I know that was Jesse. Come on, can't remember that. Kid so we jump something in your story there. You're down. You're you're in L. A. You're mm. you know you rely on us, the four or five, sometimes five best friends. What happens then? Where is it? Just one day you get an audition for Krypton. So I, I went back to to London. I got a, a tiny role in a film called Florence Foster Jenkins, where I'm literally you can see me go and say my line, and it goes smash cut, um, gone. Uh, you like to do that? <gasps> literally, <laughs> literally, that's that's the case. Um, uh, so I, I did that, and then I did a British costume drama called The Halcyon, where, where I was playing an Irish Spitfire pilot in World War II, which is really awesome. That was fun. And that's, that's where I met Matt Ryan, okay. uh, Constantine, and I tried not to nerd out too hard. I was like, oh my God, Black Flag is amazing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thanks, man. Um, and, then, uh, so, and then something came into to my inbox, just said Krypton. And I thought, never going to happen. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. Um, because it's such a huge thing. You know, it's casting out of America. They're going to be casting in the UK. They're going to be casting in America. They're going to be casting in Australia. It's going to be lots and lots of people going for this role. I went in to the audition and I, and I met Colin McCarthy, who's the director of the pilot, and um, I had a great audition. It was really fun. Um, didn't expect anything of it. And sure enough, I was told I didn't get it. <laughs> um, and, and that was that was completely completely natural um, because my agent said, like, look, Matt, a lot of competition. Don't worry about it. Get him next time. I was like, totally, it's fine. Used to hearing that at this point. Um, but it never went away. It, it, kept, it kept just coming back and they kept saying, could you just do one more tape? Could you do another tape? And um, eventually I was working over in, in the States, I was working in Brooklyn on a TV show. And uh, it was the day before I wrapped and my agent called me and said, could you do another tape for Krypton? And I was, I'm working 12 hour days. I, I'm a guest in this, but I, I have quite a big role. And you know, it's my first big American thing and I don't want to mess it up. Well, you're allowed to talk about that show? Yeah. What oh, show was oh it? God, no, it got axed after like six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally my episode, one more episode done. Um, so I loved it. It was really good fun, but not worth the shout out because it is RIP. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I said, like are they, are they all just having a laugh at the nerd boy? Like what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've they've seen me so many times at this mm -hmm. point. Like that, there's got to be something going on. And she said, "Look, fair enough. I'll go back and I'll ask them if they wanted something different." Um, and she calls me when I get home that day, and she says, "Bring your bags to set with you. You are going straight to the airport. You're flying to LAX, and you're testing for David Goya." And David has made some of my favorite, The Dark Knight. Yeah, you yeah. Know, which is yeah. The, still the greatest comic book movie of all time. You know, so so to be in a room with him, this guy's a legend on screen and in comic books, was amazing. But and here's where actually the huge amount of nose came in useful. A few months before, <laughs> wait, what? 
uh, <laughs> no as in, as in rejection. Ah, no, no. I thought you meant, I'm like, no, you don't no, have that big of a nose. No. Did I miss a morning <laughs> show <laughs> joke? I don't know. Um, so, you know how I feel <laughs> all the time. Before then, in October, I, I screen tested for, uh, I'm not allowed to say what it was, but it was a massive Hollywood film, and I got down to the last two for it, and I, I lost out of the last two. Fucking The and Rock took it. Rampage. The Rock, he's just in everything. He's so <laughs> talented and good looking, and I'll never be as good as him. Um, but so he. He uh, got it, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was devastated. I was heartbroken, and it didn't help. I watched a Pixar movie on the way back on the plane, oh, no. face melting, yeah, yeah, yeah. ugly crying. You had a good excuse then. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I was like, it's not my career; it's the film. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, um, I'm gonna bounce back. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> be fine. Give me the bourbon. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, I, I, I was devastated. But the thing is, when I was in the room with David. I was just coming off a job, and also I was like, a few months ago, I was here and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd never make it back, and here I am. If I don't get this, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So just, yeah. I mm. got the sides, and I noticed that the sides could be played very earnestly and very sincerely and, and sort of desperately. It's a high-tension scene. And then I also sort of thought, there's a little Han Solo in here. This could be more fun. This could be interesting. And I went in there and I think I was the first person to make them laugh. Mm. Um, and I think f from from then on, it was just, it was a good feeling. And, and David was like, this is the guy. And there was one more screen test. And for, from there, it was, uh, I got it. And then I was in Serbia shooting the pilot three days later. Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. How crazy. many no's do you get? Like, are we talking like Jeez. you're doing hundreds of auditions a year or is it like 10? You know, uh, the the time in LA was the worst because I was there for six months and I had four auditions, and that is still for a lot of actors is a lot. But the the periods of hearing nothing, the phone's not ringing, no one's interested, no one wants to know you. That's the hardest. But um, it, it was quite a few. It, mm. But it, it I was sort of on a trajectory. It was it was sort of like you know getting called back a little bit more often. Okay, maybe screen test and then don't get it. You know, like so. And occasionally I was starting to get the part, so my confidence was higher. Kevin's doing the thing. Thank you, sir. My, my confidence in, in general was high, but a lot. I, mm. I, I was out of drama school for two years before I got Krypton. So, so literally a drop in the ocean. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, that's pretty freaking awesome Yeah, no, it's, it was really, really quick. Um, but yeah, no, there was a lot of rejection. A lot of rejection before then, for sure. And as a lot of the things that you're, you're, you're trying out for on the level of, of Krypton, because that feels really big for you to yeah. just go from like, Nothing Theater to be the lead to be the main character, yeah, of yeah, any show, yeah. but like let alone a show that's up your alley in terms of interest and stuff. This this guest role that I had was, I think, I had twenty pages of dialogue, which is twenty minutes of screen time. That was the most I'd ever had for any character wow. ever. And the next job after that was Krypton, um, which was great. And I, I I'm very lucky. I have wonderful. I have a wonderful team, and I was going up for some some good stuff, some big stuff. Um, but yeah, this was the first time I ever really, you know, other than th that other movie, but this was the first time that I really was in with a chance. So now you're doing it and yeah. you, it, it kind of relies on you if, to lead this. How does that weight feel on you? Like, do you feel like you I'm an actor and I got this or yeah. are you kind of like, oh shit. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, I, I don't know who it is. It's it, I, I, some actor uh, who's just sort of like the, there are two things that cross your head when you when you're playing Hamlet. First, is, oh my god, I'm playing Hamlet, and then the second is, oh my god, I'm playing Hamlet. You know, like it, it's that it's the it's it's scary. Um, but so so the the thing was, um, it's a little. It's sort of three things. Number one, I have an amazing cast 
around me. The, the, just like Georgina Campbell, amazing actor. Uh, Rupert Graves, amazing actor. I'm so, so lucky to be working with the people I'm working with. And the thing is, acting is always the same game. No matter where, if it's in a theater for 90 people, if it's on screen for 90 million people, it's always the same game. You just got to be truthful. It's hard, but it's always the same thing. And that's comforting. Uh, and, and the last thing was, you know, I, I love it. I love Superman and I am a fan. And the thing is, no one will be harder on me than I am on myself. And I knew that going in. And I thought, you know what, if, if I am proud of this, don't look I at can the YouTube comments. Never, never <laughs> yeah. ever look at, look at comments. Um, but but the, the, the second I, was, I, I thought that, I was like, you know what, if I'm proud of this, mm-hmm. then that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah. Here's a question I have for you as a person who's auditioned a ton. Mm. How do you deal with nerves? Mm. So the first year I got out of drama school, I completely froze. Because it's the one thing that acting teachers cannot prepare you right. for. You can do as many audition seminars as you want, but you cannot simulate the feeling of being there in the room. And you feel like you're being judged. It's not what's happening, but inherently it's like I have to compete with all the other guys mm-hmm. who are going up for this part. Like Ryan Gosling tells an amazing story about living in LA as an actor. Is you, you go there, you're two hours late because of the traffic, you double park because you think you're next up, you go in there, there's 20 other guys who look exactly like you, guess what, you're not the only one who thought to bring the cowboy hat, and then all of a sudden you sit down, the walls are paper thin in this office, and all you can hear is the other guy doing his version of the scene, and now all you can think about is doing it better than him, mm-hmm. than the way you were actually gonna do it. Meanwhile, the casting director is outside the office talking with Jared Leto's agent because he's already got the part, you know, and 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 that's and that's what you do. We come out and you double park and you got a ticket. Well done. That that is is sort of how it can feel. Like it, it feels like you're competing, and that's not what it is. And I think it took me a year to to learn that lesson. I was so nervous because I thought I have to be good. Mm-hmm. I have to be really really good. And that's like a sort of it's a it's it sucks, but it's 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 one of the most horrible things about it is that ironically sometimes working as hard as you possibly can to make it good in any other thing it might work but not in acting because you'll just end up pushing too hard right um but but i think the thing that got me there in the end was just everyone's just a person Mm -hmm. they're all just people i think i have something to say about this role and if 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 they don't like me then they don't like me it's happened before i've been fine i'll be back in this room at some point just just know my stuff. I'll work hard. I'll, I'll get it down. And then at the end of the day, I don't like it. There's nothing I can do about it. I always think to myself, 95% of the casting process is kind of out of my control. If I walk in there and they want someone who's 5'10 and blonde, I'm never getting that part, ever. So th- there's only a certain amount you can do. Um, so you just got to do your thing and hope that you're the guy. So now that you are the guy, how much say do you have like in terms of the story, in terms of the character and direction for that stuff? You know, it, it's interesting because our showrunner's great. He's, he's really, really wonderful. He's really collaborative. There's a fair amount of, of improvisation that, that goes on, um, but the writers are fantastic. And, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, my, my job is to bring their characters to life. Um, so that, that's great and that, that's wonderful. And, and we, we talk about ideas and obviously because I, I know this yeah. stuff, um, I've, I've pitched him ideas and I've pitched things and, and you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. That's cool. like, that's a great idea. That's yeah, a good, well, we'll see you. There's craft well, services. Well done, actor boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that I have to imagine. Like now that you've been cast, now that you've done the pilot, now that you're going and you're filming more stuff, at what point do you just develop a huge head, huge ego, go, I need a new pair of sneakers every time I go anywhere, rose petals, just everywhere I walk. Yep. We just put Andy Cortez on right? camera once and he started these Dude, yeah. fuck, it's horrible. Right now, more LaCroix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one will happily <laughs> watch. No, uh, um, no, uh, 
look, and you were saying it's, it's a shame it's not the norm, but I, I was talking to Rahul about this, and, and Rahul Kohli, a friend of the show. Funhouse fuck boy. Funhouse fuck boy. Treacherous man. Um, he left us. But uh, yeah, it, it is sort of, I don't really get why you don't see more actors who are like, I am so lucky. I am so lucky to be here doing this thing because it's crazy. I'm doing the thing that I love mm-hmm. on Superman, which is amazing. And I, I constantly feel like I'm, I'm so lucky See, and grateful to be where I am. I, I don't think I could ever be like that just because it would be really disingenuous of me to complain about anything. I feel I was obviously being facetious. I wouldn't expect yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Uh, let's just make that point. But yeah, I mean, I feel like most people that I've met who are professional actors who are on, on like doing good work are very grateful to have gotten those. I think you, obviously the media glorifies the ones that it self-destruct. That's true. Um, so I don't know if that's necessary, if the norm is necessarily you're supposed to hit a certain level and then just be a horrible human being and just start fucking everyone over. Or if that's just, hey, that's all stories that gets clicks. Like, let's mm. really focus on that. Because I have to imagine out of the hundreds of thousands of actors out there, working actors out there, that most of them are decent people who are putting yes. the work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone that's yeah. ever come on this show has always been awesome, you know. Yeah, um, with yeah. the exception of uh, what's, his, what's his name called? No, yeah. oh, who else oh, I thought we were going to talk shit about Rahul. Again. Oh, more Rahul shit. <laughs> what's Rahul? his name? I call Troy Baker. I just call him Baker now. I just Do want you? you to know. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. I just we we you know we're hanging out in the morning show. So I was hanging out with him over on the weekend. You know yeah, what I mean? Somehow his legs are getting even skinnier. His jeans and pants get even even like he's almost like paper thin on these legs. I don't know. Every time he comes in to our studio, I'm like, you make me feel so slovenly, so. Like I have no style whatsoever. And he just, it's like, it's, I shit you not Cam. At one point we're on a, yeah, I'm calling you Cam now. I call him the baker. I call, call you me Cam. whatever you want, man. Uh, at one point he was telling a story and all of us were so engaged to it. And he just reached over. Someone handed him a guitar. I don't know how they got it. I don't Whoa. know how they got it. And he just started strumming it as he was telling the story. It added to it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't necessary, course, no, but it definitely necessary. added to the yeah. overall tone and feeling of the story. Handed it over to the next person. Never saw those people again. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's the kind of skill he has that he can the make baker. guitars. He, he's the, the, the sort of guy that Bakes. like when he walks out into the night, you're just like, where's that guy going? Yeah. 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 I wish I could follow, but I know I can't. Yeah. Off, no. off to the next adventure. Exactly. Over that hill yonder. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's just the growing up in the age of social media and stuff where, it, you know, being like YouTubers and people that are interacting and talking on camera and all that stuff, that kind of becomes the normalized uh, world that we live in where the actors that we see on TV now didn't grow up with that stuff. So it's like, I just feel like there's this more like, oh, anybody can do it, do anything. Where I feel like before there was like a lot more gatekeepers in terms of getting yeah. into acting. And it was either you go to these schools, you do this right and get it. But now it's kind of just. If you got a camera, you can do it. Yeah. That's the thing. And that was the big mistake I made when I was in, in the low point was that I didn't think of myself as an actor. I, I could only act if people were paying me to do it. And like now, as you guys know, your advice to anyone who wants to start a podcast is just start. Start doing it, yeah. Just, just get to it. You, you, you have the ability now to, you have a camera, you can start acting, mm-hmm. you can start making videos with your friends. If Start doing scenes from films that you like. You know, totally, totally worth it. It's all valuable. That's yeah. the thing for me too is that for the longest time I thought, you know, you think about life in terms of big moments, big breaks, things like that. It's actually, I think, probably the wrong way to think about it. I think life is probably a little more important to think about with the all journey. those small little incremental things that you can do for yourself all the time that mm. aren't hulkingly like, um, you know, imposing or really intimidating for mm. you. Like I, on, on just a much smaller level, um, I, has, I, I forgot that we had the comics. We should show off there the comics. There you com- go. I want to bring the comics. Um, That's you on the cover of the comics. Holy shit. That's that awesome. is my face. Right? 
That's so cool. That is really cool. Free in your local comic book shop right now. Big old stack downstairs. You can steal them. They won't. They won't know, Tim. Yeah, oh, that's free. You can then steal that's them you are the back of the key art for Krypton. Yes, really cool. yeah, you're all over this thing. It's cool. You should sneak down there. We should all just sign all of those copies that are downstairs <laughs> just to piss them off. Um, no, but I mean that's uh, that is that is the thing that I think about a lot. Where I'm like, you know, every little thing you do builds into this thing that you're that you're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish. Um, and you don't realize it at the time, but then you turn around, and you're like, oh wow, I really did accumulate a lot of skills, and I am moving forward, yeah. and I am progressing. Yeah. It's so just much. difficult, you know, when you're trying to be an actor because it is it is difficult to practice that craft unless you have a specific set of circumstances that allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I've seen a lot of my friends struggle with is they're like, you know, even getting a play can be difficult. Even getting something yeah. where you're not getting paid can be very difficult. Yeah, because uh, there's just ch- such a tremendous amount of competition out there. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so, because I do think competition to some degree like pushes you farther and weeds people out that don't really care about it. But like, how much longer would you have held on? Do you think? Do you think you'd no matter what do it forever? As long as it took. Yeah. I think as long as it took. I think the thing is, I knew I wanted to be an actor, and my parents were understandably worried. Um, well, they just kept giving you're you pamphlets how much to med in school. Beverly Hills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, everything dad, that I made. Your dad Google is like, uh, there's a place them. called Long Beach you could live yeah, in. Yeah, that's a lot cheaper. Yeah, your agent said Beverly Hills. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this uh, whole thing called the Valley. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think as long as it took, because I think I, I got it. I got into a short film when I was nine. Um, and that was the thing that gave me the bug. Did it? Because I, my my family have always loved watching movies. That was the thing. That was how we spent time together. Um, so I always knew that I liked it. The first movie I ever saw on the big screen was the 1990s re-release of A New Hope. There was never a chance mm-hmm. for me. I was always going to love this. But I got in, on this short film and there were all these interesting people who had amazingly intricate jobs. Um, there was an amazing vibe on set. I got to stay up late. I got to act. <laughs> and I got to I got 100 pounds at the end of it, which Whoa. is a lot of comic books. So and, and I, I asked my mom, like, what's this for? And she says, what, you got paid for being in the film. And that was the first time I realized that people got paid to act. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. And and they said a, a few offers came in after that when I was still like nine years old. And they said, no, go to school, stay in school. We want you to have a normal life. If you want to do it when you're 18, that's fine. So cool. I turned 18 and I said, I'm going to drama school. And, and I hate you, mom and dad. <laughs> give me back, give I me back my 100 pounds. I found the offer letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any point, did your parents say like, hey, you can do this? Because I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people don't have. You don't yeah. have the one person in your life that says, hey, you know, other people are doing this. You could also do this. Like, there's yeah. nothing stopping you. Yeah, they always believed in me. I think they wanted me to know that it was hard. Like, and and mm-hmm. and they said, "Look, this this is a really difficult life. I I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Like, because when it's bad, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's horrible." Um, but I said to my mom, "Look, if I end up doing community theater in a library for the rest of my life, then at least I know I tried. I gave yeah. it everything, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that made it go. You know what?" Fine, you know, you, you'll end up somewhere where you're ha- where you'll be happy. But my parents always believed in me, and the thing is, I never did well at school. You know, I, I there's there's an old joke about theater is that if you're not good at sports, you're not good at class. That's where you go, theater. Um, and that that was sort of true for me. It was it was a sanctuary for me. I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of that was the thing that sort of kept me going. But I knew that I just didn't feel like I fit anywhere else and my grandmother as well was was really really supportive of me and just said if you put your mind to it you can do it like i i believe in you wholeheartedly and my my gra- the sad thing was my grandmother passed away before krypton happened mm-hmm. she didn't even hear that i got cast and my dad said are you upset about that and i was like well yeah i mean i would have loved for her to see it you know be a success and everything but she knew 
Yeah. Those, she knew you'd figure the, it out the, eventually. Yeah. She'd get there. She, she knew I'd make it. Like, that was, you know, everything. I was, I was talking to, again, to that Funhouse man uh, about that. And he said, you know what? The rest of it is just for us. You know, it would have been great for us to see them see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. she knew. So that was awesome. And Coco really hit me where in the feels. <laughs> yeah, it was. It messed me up. Um, so you, you didn't do sports in, in high school? Um, I did sport. I did basketball. Oh, you did basketball. Um, yeah. And I was not good at it. Uh, I did it because they forced me to. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I think back to, uh, I, I did theater in high school as well. I did theater and band. Predominantly, I was a marching band nerd. But I just to ensure, just to make sure that I would never have sex until mid-college, I, I did theater as well. A little choir as well. Just sprinkled that in. Just mm. to, And mm. actually, it was just hilarious. I think back on that. I'm like, that was all me thinking that. Because everyone else was getting laid around me at theater. <laughs> everyone else, everyone, else, everyone else. By the way, theater, if you want to get laid, that's the place to go. Because you are just crammed together in the back of this like dark theater when the show's going on. And it's super exciting. Everyone's scared and anxious. It's and so just cold. You hormones are just you know, yeah. pumping. And there are people. Ma- and you'll just look over and someone's making out. And you're like. And you lock eyes with someone, you're like, are we going to make out right now? That was, uh, that was always like, fun. No. Like, no. No, I'm the teacher. And my, my best friend Gareth was like, no, we're not going to make out. Um, I am in character, yeah. sir. <laughs> we are doing Little Shop of Horrors right now. I must play the plant. Have you no respect for your craft? But I, uh, I think about that, though, because that, there are those moments when you're young that bond you to things. And uh, largely, I just got an email about my 20-year high school reunion that's happening this year. I plan on going. I didn't go to my 10-year. Hard to believe that was... Uh, Jesus, I'm twenty. You know, twenty. Ago? Yeah, I don't actually think. Well, I actually think it was though. That's the thing. I think it maybe may have been They're a fifteen fast year. And loose. This is like I American, don't think we had a ten year. I think like maybe American it was the fifteen oh, year because it couldn't have been that long. It couldn't have been that long ago. Oh, time fucking is crazy. Time like does. That. It might have been two thousand. Anyway, long story short is it was put on. Uh, the people that are putting on my twenty year anniversary are some of my good friends from theater, and Did just I? seeing their names, I'm like, it just it just reminds me of yeah. all these moments. It brings you back where, to a place. Everyone else left school because the school day was over and you had to go rehearse or you had to go audition or you were just part of the state. Like I started, you know, our theater was a little more democratic than it was merit based. So if you just hung out long enough, they were like, we'll give you a part. And uh, so I started sophomore year and we had done I was like stagehand and then dude number three that moved shit around but also had a line. And then by the third year, it was like, okay, let's give Nick a little bit of a part. And then by um, actually by last year, I think I was the lead of the play. No, it wasn't. It was Julian Marsh in uh, On the Town. Okay. It was, uh, some people still talk about it to this Do day. they really? Mm. Down in uh, Riverside, no. they're talking no. about this right now? No. I was terrible. Town. I was absolutely terrible. But I just, I remember all those lovely moments of like, you thought you were like, we're doing something that mm. a lot of people don't have the balls to do or don't think to do or don't think they can do. And you've gone out and you, for whatever reason, put your name on the audition list for, for something. And that's, it's very special. And it's cool to see that. And once you do that with a group of people, it really does bond you to that. Yeah. And, and, and you think about it forever. It's, it's a bond that few would understand for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I know for sure the people I went to drama school with, I, I went to drama school at this place called The Lear in, in Dublin. And it was the first year of, of that program. It was devised by the Royal Academy in London and uh, Trinity College Dublin in Ireland. And it was the first time that Ireland had had a, a university-tied national academy. So all 15 of us were having an entirely unique experience. That's cool. And a few of us have worked together since. But the second you see that person, you are instantly speaking it's the same there, language. Yeah. It's an entirely unique bond, you know, that, that only you guys will understand. It's a really, really wonderful thing. I think all, all kids should try theater. Oh, I absolutely like, agree. Like, it's really great. It brings you out of yourself. It, it teaches you how to interact with people. You know, oh, it, I'll, never, I'll never forget the, uh, when I, I had done, like, I think it was senior year. 
we walked around. I always talk about how my high school uh, was very, very weird because everyone kind of got along. Mm. Like there were fights here and there, but like it wasn't your. And maybe this was just my perception going in, having watched every '80s movie about the the, the stereotypical roles of the nerd, the jock, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, the preppy girl, whatever. But I just always assumed high school was supposed to be a bunch of cliques of people like hating each other and fucking with each other. And we just had this weird melting pot of a lot of crossover. And I'll never forget like the the quarterback. That year, when I was a senior, he was a Johnny junior. touchdown. No, I, for, I forgot the guy's name. I'd love to give him a shout out. He was a really nice guy, but he was a talented quarterback. But we, I'd always just had this my perception of him, and he, I remember he came up and gave me a compliment. He was like, "Hey, man, I really like like you know." We saw the the, the play, which of course in high school your play runs from like one Friday Saturday and then yeah. Friday Saturday yeah, that it's yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh man, you really like kind of you actually came. That was great." And he was like, "Yeah, I just thought it was cool." And like some of the guys with him were like, "Yeah, we liked it." And walked off, and I'm like. I was not, I'm like that's not the Nerd. way it's supposed to be you're supposed to want to beat my ass <laughs> yeah and like I'm mad at him. and he actually I remember like having this weird moment where he was like you know I've always kind of wanted to do that and I think I was just like you should and then the next year I had graduated and I went back because I was still dating a girl that was uh, that was there uh, she was a senior and he was in the play. That's awesome. Yeah, he he ended up going in like an auditioning for Brad Pitt. Oh my yep. god! And that man's name and was Steven Seagal. Andy <laughs> Circus. <Yeah. laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. My, one of my first jobs in the industry was working for Andy Circus. Really? Yeah, I worked at a, as a runner at his uh, his uh, a studio called The Imaginarium. Really? Really? Is he a cool, dude? Yeah. What the best boss ever? Okay, couldn't couldn't Should ask I stop talking shit about okay. him? Is that what you're telling me? He told you in my interview to stop talking shit about him. That makes me want to talk more shit about him. I know. That's what I'm talking about. You're building up to quite the feud for kind of funny life prom. I guess he's coming to prom in the gorilla suit. That's great. Oh we got a gorilla suit. I want to get to other topics, of course. Of course. But I want to ask you one thing: Do you fall into the same camp I always talk about on this show? Whereas, and I always say it, if they ever just like let me be super boy in something, if I ever did that or whatever, right? Like I would just do it at scale for the rest of my life to own that character. Do you, it's even di- more different for you, right? Because Seg, like not, I mean, obviously Superman and Grandfather Jor-El had a dad, but like it's not a character that's been explored in depth. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Like do you feel complete ownership over this character and would you love to do stuff with him in Lego games and weird stuff like that? Absolutely. Yeah. That would be so awesome. Okay. I, I, One of the first people I talked to at the, the WBTV party at Comic-Con was it was I introduced myself to Sam Register, who does all of the animation. And I was like, I would love to work with you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. For, for me, I think I think Seg's an awesome character, and I feel so happy to be originating a character because very often in these things you are stepping into a yep. role. Um, but I think it'd be really awesome to to voice Superman or, or Connor Kent. They're making a Death of Superman yeah. movie. Yeah, it'd be yeah. awesome to play Connor Kent in that. Just saying. Put it out know. there. Putting yeah. it out in the universe. And when they announced that, I was like, you already did this. Why are you doing it again? And they're yeah. like, we're doing Rain of the Suit Red. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm Maybe so this in. one won't be the weird one. Remember, do you remember this movie? Yeah. Where it's like, did you watch Death of no. Superman, the, the, the animated movie? Oh, uh, I was Su- like, Superman wait a minute. They're doing Death yeah. of Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it's got this, it's like, oh, man, they're doing this cool. Oh, and it was a big deal at the time that, like, mm. Lois and Superman were getting it on. They were actually having, they're like, mm. oh, wow, cool. They've made it an adult. But then it, Lois and Superman were having, like, a relationship. But he hadn't told her he was Clark. He was Clark, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was working with Clark, and you're like, what? Like, yeah. wait, what? That is a little bit but weird. That's super you weird. You think there was a trust barrier there that yeah, may a little bit, right? be broken. But, like, she also she knew. Yeah, like she, she was like, and she was just really just waiting for him to tell her. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I love those animated movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. So here, here, here. Here's your audition here, then. You got You I have know. to do the American accent, Give right? Sides. Do you have to do the American accent well, if you were to do Connor? Yeah, sure. Wow, it's flawless. Do you see it? Yeah. You didn't even see it happen, know, did you? It just happens. My, he my, is. I heard it. My dad's from Boston, so that's not a problem for me. Look at that. Yeah. 
Now say Ireland and just say it with the Irish accent like you did last time. Ireland. Do you see that? Yeah, when you were talking about Ireland, yeah, Irish just just melted. Because yeah. I had just this dialect it. class in a room full of Irish people, and the first thing they will tell you is it's not Ireland, it's not Ireland, it's Ireland. 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 Just like garlic. Yeah. <laughs> just like garlic. Just they like garlic. Exactly they like right. <laughs> Nick. Yes. I want to know your topic, but yes. I, I'm going to get up real quick to get a prop. Okay. Just to implant for future generations another role we're calling for Kim. shovel. Okay. No, it's a real problem. Mm. What's funny is he asked you for the shovel, which I assume is some sort of um, thing. That, that's a saying. He could have just taken the shovel himself. It's an imaginary shovel. That's all I'm saying. It's the oh. biggest compliment I've ever been given okay. in my well, life. You're dressed exactly like the Nathan Drake statue, so it needed to be called out of the Henley. Yeah. You got the hair shit. going that on. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my topic. You know the song well because you played the opening Science Uncharted Science. four times and never got any further. <laughs> you want to know the, you want to know the biggest uh, insult to the Uncharted franchise is that in, I had the the Legacy Collection installed for very long for like the last year, yeah. and I finally just deleted it to make space for something else. You're such just deleted it. I think nice. I made space for like Rainbow Six Siege, nice. <laughs> nice. 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 which by the way I'm getting awesome at. Speaking of Uncharted, at my first ever thing, which was Upfronts in Toronto, someone was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited for Spider Man," and I was like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to just me go with to. So, yeah, yeah, me too. I will see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're sponsored by Honey. No, not the kind from bees. The kind that save you all sorts of money online when you're shopping. You never turn down free money, right? Well, if you shop online without the best coupons, you're already paying too much. Fortunately, there's a new free browser extension called Honey that automatically finds the best coupons on the web. And you always get the best prices on everything online. In two clicks, Honey is added to any browser for free. Then you shop like you normally do. Honey scans and tests millions of coupons in the background. And then at checkout, Honey will automatically apply the best coupon to get you the biggest discount. And I know what you're saying. Greg, I don't believe it. That sounds like some kind of stupid extension. And I'll tell you what, when I saw this ad, I was like, like that would really work. And so I downloaded it on my own. And I'm like, great, here comes a virus. Didn't give me a virus and actually gave me a really good discount on Pro Flowers. That's the thing. Tim then said he's been using it for a year. And if you're an audio listener, I'm not looking at, at the paperwork here. I'm telling you a real story. Tim said he's been using it for a year, at which point I legitimately got angry at him for not telling me about it. Because it is easy. It's super simple. It's right there. Put the coupon in. Get your 15, 20% off, whatever it's going to be. I saved $9 on flowers. Uh, it's also on eBay, Groupon, a whole bunch of other different things. There's no reason not to add Honey to your browser today. It's free. It takes just seconds to install, and it'll save you tons of money. Add Honey to your browser for free right now at joinhoney.com slash greggy. That's joinhoney.com slash greggy. Honey, a better way. There's no slogan that I know of. A better way to, to coupon. Don't cut your fingers. Don't cut your fingers. Cut out the middleman online. Joinhoney.com slash greggy. Uh, my topic is uh, things that you think are weird as you get older. So as I'm approaching 40, there are some things that I see people do and I'm like, that is fucking, that's just weird to me. Mm -hmm. uh, an example being getting drunk more than one time per week mm. is strange to me. And yet are people- you excluding events? No, just in general. You see, no, obviously, so you're, but like, like I even event, right. like if I went, if I had E3. Like, E3, I would do maybe one hard night of drinking, and then the next night I would be like, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Okay. Uh, I'm not 
a fucking soldier like you are where you go hard for five days straight. I got to keep this company afloat, and that means getting out there, talking to people, greasing some wheels. Every day. Greasing wheels, greasing palms. You know what I mean? Greasing wheels, greasing palms, greasing hair. Hair grease. Keep greasing. Just grease everything. What else gets greased? Grease the back. No, it's one of those things I think about where I look back and I'm like, wow, they're just, you know, I've lived on this planet probably half my life at this point, hopefully, God willing. And, uh, <laughs> wow, just want to take myself out before 80. Just want to be done. Because you don't want to be old. You don't want to be old. Where, where yeah, give it to Where me. were you living the other half of your life, if not on this planet? No, I mean, like, I lived half my, I've lived half my life already. I understand. I'm going to live another 40 years. When we were with you, moment the to moment, sentence structure was like, oh, I've lived half of my half life on this planet. 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 <laughs> I'm going to Mars. Peace. Where's the other half? <laughs> a little planet called Krypton. Maybe you guys have heard of it. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Do you ever look, turn back and look and see, like, hey, these are things I just don't do anymore? Well, sure, but I think that's just, I don't get hung up on, you know, being 40 or getting closer on 40, mm-hmm. you know, 35 this year, just a month, everybody get your birthday gifts ready. Uh, PO box two, two, seven, five. No, no, I don't remember anymore. Two, two, seven, five, one. You're not going to get all those cool. statues. April 27th, April 5th. Now are you still? And look so alike. I can play. Did you guys switch seats? Stop playing this joke on me. I think it happens with every age where you look back at something that you've done in your past, and you're like, "Oh, that's a weird thing. Why would we do that?" I think about like I was talking to somebody recently about when we were young and at IGN, and we were like going to Eddie Rickenbacker's every night, me and Chris Ostertag and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, happy hour was a thing. Oh yeah, that's not a thing for me anymore. Yeah, happy hour means it's time I get to go home. Yeah, yeah. Yours always out of here as fast as possible. I just, I, I love this place. I love it to death. I don't want it to get old. That's why I like. Well, I, I don't mean I, out of here. I just mean you know. Yeah, I guess out of here is what. No, I mean. that's what I you mean. Actually, no, but that's the thing. I mean, th- we're a different story because we spend so much time together outside of work because of work or because of other things that we're doing. Like obviously, we're going on a trip at the end of this week. We spend a lot of time, a lot more time together than I would wager the average employee at, uh, you know, Acme Corporation, sure. or whatever it is. Sure. Um, so that's different. I'm not saying that you can't go out there and blow off some steam, but I, I would be if you guys were like, hey, let's hit up a happy hour right now. I'd be like, that's weird. We've never. I said that the other day. Though. It's true. The other day, I, I don't know if you were here, Tim. And no, it came you for sure. Weren't. No, I, don't I was saying, you know what I was thinking the other night? There's something we should do is we should go to a happy hour as an office because mm. we have the kegerator and we drink and stuff. But I mean, like really just knock off at a 430 or a five and go to a bar and actually just get a drink yeah. and get outside of here because I don't even know what's happening with Andy and Eve's Gamont anymore. Are they yeah. still happy? You know what I mean? I know. We need to know. I know what's happening with Andy because I stream with him nearly on a oh nightly God, basis. Jesus. What's up, everybody? Nitro Rifle Association member here, Cheeto Fingers. I like right how you brought it back. Yeah, you brought it back. I was like, I thought yeah, that was we went up. Where are we going? Okay, we're back down. We're back down. Yeah. I found my way back. What else you got in your thing? Is there just drinking every night? That's <laughs> I mean, you remember those days. I do remember those days. You used to be days. a party animal. I do. Well, the other thing Burritos. I had was like uh, the idea of having a roommate who is not your significant other. Sure. That's a weird thing to me. It's foreign to me. I can't even think about that. I've been with my wife for we we've, we've been living together for almost seven years. But you lived it beforehand with Ty I did. And no, no, I know. Yeah, I yeah. just I hear people talk about their roommates, and I'm like, mm. right? There's someone in your house mm. that you have a bar- like a, you have to put a boundary on. Yeah, Not that sure. my wife and I don't have certain boundaries. Like for the thirty, 30- tell me the boundaries between. Oh, well, for wife. like the thirtieth time, she's like, please stop just pretending to come in when I'm going to the bathroom and thinking it's funny. It's not funny, and I'm like, <laughs> I think it's funny. Right. Oh, I, I, murder, I murder you. I murder you. <laughs> <laughs> That's your joke. Sometimes, she, sometimes I hear your stories and I'm like, man, 
Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a ball buster, but Dude. that I would fucking get off the toilet. Poop still hanging out of my ass. <laughs> be shit down. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be a dick about it, sometimes, uh, I don't know why. I think it's because I'm like, I'm the second child, so there's always a part of me that's like, hey, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I know, like, my brother's totally the, the firstborn. Nice he's like, get the, just fucking shut up and go away. I always wanted to hang out with him. So there's a part of me that always wants to be hanging out with everyone around me, my wife included. And sometimes she'll have like, she'll just have, be like having a moment to herself, even if it's in the bedroom. And I'll go up and I'll just, I don't know why I think this is funny, but I'll like scratch at the door, like just annoyingly like a pet. And she's oh like, my God, why dude. do you do it? It's not endearing. It doesn't make me like you more. If anything, it has the opposite effect. I make myself laugh. And as we've established, sure. I'm the most important person in my world anyway. So. And, but that is such a Nick thing to do. Something else that you do that I just fucking love to not to hijack your topic <laughs> and turn care. this into nah, it's, it's a Nick thought starter. Ridiculous. Uh, every time you're in the bathroom, mm-hmm. you do here, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Once a day at least. You do it. Oh my God. Fuck way you. more than once a day. Uh, like you <laughs> occupy that thing for, for like half, half your life. So you're in there and it'll just be like you're doing your thing. And it's like, you know, it's a pretty small place. So like you can hear things that are happening in there or whatever. But you take advantage of that, and you'll just sit there. You'll you'll be in there for five minutes, and then all of a sudden you'll just start fucking singing a song. And it's like no, I know you're singing or you're whistling or you're doing some whatever. And I'm like, you're doing this for everyone else. Yeah, it's your benefit. But Kevin, when he does that one, and it's just like Kevin. you're just doing. And then I'm like convinced that you're in there way longer than you need to be just to keep doing it. And it's like yeah, you don't know if all of us have headphones on and aren't wow, paying attention at matter. all. You're still doing it though. And then I hear you laugh to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that laugh. I like to. What I like to do is I like to throw out not a loud Kevin. You did it wrong. Yeah, I like to well, just do I'm a little Kevin. <laughs> but it gets louder because it's that thing of you know no one can ignore it. Yeah, you start in, and if you don't immediately get the reaction you want, you will amplify and yeah, just probably just hang out on the going. toilet longer. Yeah, uh, you're a monster. You guys are I always such it. good sports about it, though. One of the most offensive things you've ever said is at least once a day. What you're oh, in there what? at least three times oh, I a day. Pee a lot. But when I, I, I assume when you say you're in there three times a day that you think I'm shitting in there three times a day. I'm not. I shit once a day. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little left in there. I got to go back for a second round. That's sure. it. I pee a lot because I drink a lot of water and a lot of coffee. Caffeine being a diuretic makes you pee a lot. I'm also on a ketogenic diet, which makes your body hold less water. Did I look this up just for this one time that we were going to talk about this? Uh, sure did. I, I'm sure you know so many things about the ketogenic diet. I do. Yeah. I like to pee. The, the, like problem, the problem is I'm always in there after my show after I read subs and it's right when you have to get into yeah. the bathroom so you, I always hear this oh well it's because there was boom, one boom, day boom, boom, where boom. you tried to reverse it where you tried to reverse it he's like you were like oh if someone's coming off a show the bathroom should be vacant for them I'm like no if that means someone's about to go on a show it means that I, that person should get priority I'm saying you had 45 minutes minimum Listen, you could have shit during that time Here's Here's Nick's thing, right? Minimum 45 and minutes. And I'm, I'm sorry, I have to be here for this drama, Cam. No, but, it's know, wonderful. He, he saunters in here, gets distracted by a YouTube trailer for a while, then he's just fucking around on his phone texting somebody. Then he talks to Tim for about bullshit, and then about 1040, 1045, he's like, I gotta get some fucking links for this fucking show I'm about to do. <laughs> gets those knocked out in literally a minute and a half, then goes into his office. Shuts the door. Kevin comes by. He's like, all right, guys, time to get on set. And it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is and, every morning. And, and, and then Kevin will come back and be like, all right, it's 1053. He needs to be on set. Then he'll finally get on there. Meanwhile, I'm working. I'm over there cracking rocks. Yeah, all right. I'm uh, there. Yeah, I'm you're, reading you're Jason Schreier stories. I'm getting, getting some stuff. I got Andrew Renee in there asking questions. Jared Petty. Yak, mm-hmm. yak, yak. I'm all eating a giant piece yeah. of ham. 
Yeah. I deserve the bathroom when I need it you, before I, the show. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, you do. Your show, A Kind of Funny Games Daily, is infinitely harder to do than the morning show. But also... Less fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We don't have anything coming from the ceiling and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, that's this. This is the thing where I think this problem could be solved. When and if we get a bigger office, sure. we have to have a second bathroom. Right. It's going to have to have a second bathroom. Right. Because uh, well, I feel imagine like, like if we get the boys and girls rooms, you know what I mean? No, nah, we're not Joey's doing got that. her own room. We're doing all gender bathrooms at our next place. Like Allie McBeal? Yeah, 100%. God, God have mercy. I love Joey to death. God does. have mercy on any female who comes in there oh, dude, when I you and I look, are going to sign on those toilets. First off, A, big, big advocate of equality. B, Joey is the only female that works. It would be a waste of a bathroom. She's here once a day, once a week, once or twice, twice a week. Twice a week, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't go to the bathroom here. She's disgusted by us. <laughs> she, she absolutely is. I've never seen Andrea use no, this bathroom. Why would she? Check the camera feeds. I coming. haven't seen Andrea actually touch any surfaces here, let alone go to the bathroom. <laughs> she comes she on, she's got like everywhere. gloves she takes off. Like she doesn't want to have fake handshakes with you. She doesn't have to make contact. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know that I have any good answers for you. No? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, like the roommate thing, I guess. But like, I also, you know, I lived with my mom and brother for a very long time. Yeah. And then there was like. Maybe like a nine-month period where I had roommates, and yeah, I guess it's hard to imagine going back to that. No, I'm saying I'm not saying that it's bad to have roommates. By the way, I had roommates yeah, for a very I mean, long time. It's just it's, to. This point it's difficult to me at this point in my life to think, wow, that's like that's, that's thing something people still like people, people do. still do. Mm-hmm. They, they they do that, um, and it, I think it's smart. Again, if I were if you know I was living by myself in the 20s, that would be weird. So you had to do it, but uh, I don't know. I just I look back. I mean, I hang out with a lot of comics, and so they do a lot of things that I'm like, I don't know if I approve of. Uh, Drinking beers every single night that you go to an open mic just to are you, did they, are you the dad of the comics? You oh strike god, me yes. as the dad. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, it's hilarious because now the bartenders at the clubs are learning learning me, like they're learning my name and learning like kind of what I want, and they they just they're weirded out by the fact that I drink coffee instead of anything else. People are like because you get like if you go to Punchline, the bartender's usually pretty cool, and he's like, "What do you want? You want a beer or something?" And I was like, "No, man, I just a cup of coffee." He's like, "You know, it's on me, man. Don't worry about it." I was like, "No, no, it's still coffee." And he's like. I don't get that. I don't understand. <laughs> Dude, I make what? terrible coffee. <laughs> I, but, you know, for me, I just like alcohol. Like a lot of the, like another thing that's weird to me is people smoke still. That's mm-hmm. I haven't smoked in so long that I look and I'm like, oh, right. And like everyone's having these lovely moments together over a cigarette. And I'm like, I will never have that again. Mm. That's not something that I, that I can have. Yeah, I think the thing that I would say, like not necessarily like as in doing things, but I'll go back and listen to songs or watch movies that I mm-hmm. used to love mm-hmm. and be like, no, no, doesn't hold up. This is not as good as I remember it being. That or, sucks. You know, yeah. Or like listen to a song that I loved when I was a teenager, when I was in my really moody phase, and mm-hmm. just be like, well, I can't man. believe I ever liked this. Weird. The goth yeah. phase. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, going just, back to watch movies you grew up on that you loved or whatever, yeah. and then like apply the 2018 filter of or a lens of, and just be like. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, there are so many. They are very not into homosexuals in this movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm going to tell you what they're. At. I've been watching Friends, mm-hmm. going back and watching Friends. I'm on the ninth season. They make a lot of gay jokes in that. Like that is like their go-to thing. Where like I'm not gay. Like, and you say it, and they say it, and you're like, man, that is. That wasn't that long mm, ago. Yeah. That yeah. was like 2003, 2004 when that show ended, and that was the, like. I can't even imagine a show using th- that th- the word gay in that capacity as sort of like a weaponized insult towards someone else. Very weird. No. Very, very weird. Yeah. I don't know. That show, by the way, needed to wrap up right around the ninth season. I think it went ten seasons. So I'm like, I, I'm just now at this point that, sticking season in Season nine's where they should have wrapped. Oh, no. Season, <laughs> like, probably season seven. But what's up, Andy? Well, Andy Cortez, everybody. Hey! what I miss? 
Oh, what? Wait, wait. We're doing Game Over Greg's show. You're still doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. I actually have to go. I have a call right now, but do you want to step in for me? Do you want to bring... My topic was things that you think don't are worry, weird when you hit 40. It, don't worry. Well, you can do your own topic. You don't have to do his topic. Things to do when you're 40? Yeah, things to do when you're 40. <laughs> okay. Honeymoons or... <laughs> Why don't you sit here? Sit here. Okay. And we'll... I'll be right back. I'll be back right now. Things I'll, to do when you're 40. Uh, go to casinos. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, what... Give me, here, I'm going to... Uh, here's what we did. That was his topic, right? Right. I just fucking one shot at the driver. The car is careening off the ledge. What I want to know is, right now, what is Andy Cortez at 40? Pitch me. Where are you living? What are you doing? What am I doing at 40? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm still out there working for NBA teams, like working out. Show them, like, hey, yes, I, I, I'm short. I still got the quickness, though. Sure. Yeah. I'm serviceable. You got hot. You could still, yes, I've got the heart. That's what matters, heart and family. Shoot and you could, toss, you could put me in there at any shot. moment. And I just, three-pointers. Wow. Okay. Nothing but net. Nothing but net, dude. And they see they don't they don't see the the value and the worth in a forty year old three point shooter who's no, five foot seven. They don't. They don't. Mm, but they would definitely. Every team would sleep on you. And All of would, them. What would be beneficial is since nobody really looks at films of other the team they're about to play. Like you know what I mean. You'd come to town and they'd just be like everybody would just say the same thing. I'm not gonna even bother covering this guy. Yeah, is this a G League player? That's exactly. what they call the, the developmental league. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. It used the to be Bugsy the, Mose of the. Used to be the D League generation. Yeah, he oh, was, what's his he name? What's the D? Bugsy Mose from Space Jam. Close. Mugs. Well, there's a G in there. Damn it. It's close, man. He was, he was Space short. Jam, wasn't he? he was in Space he Jam, was yeah. Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Him and, uh, um, what's his face? Patrick Ewing. Michael Jordan. Patrick Ewing. Jordan. Charles Barkley. Charles uh, Bill Murray. And Barkley. Bill Murray. That's terrible. Newman. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's my Charles Barkley, man. All right. So now, <laughs> this doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be like, a, you know, Pagliacci the Clown episode or anything, but really, what are you doing at 40, Andy Cortez? What am I doing at 40? Yeah. Um, you married Eves Gilmont yet? Huh? You married Eves Gilmont yet? Yeah, I'd assume I'd be married by then. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know, man. I didn't know what I'd be doing at 30. Like, sure. Well, I just still like five 30. years away, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to hit 30, man. It's going to be nice. The big 3 It'll be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would suspect that I'd be working for... Don't fucking say it. Um, don't fucking no, he's being say serious. it. He was being sincere for a second. See like, where he's going. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I'd hope that like all the stars align and finally like I got the call and it's Adam Kovic on the line and he's Time to like, bring you up from the D League. <laughs> <laughs> too long. Your party mode for no, Uncharted reboot. Was I great. have no idea because it's like I, I think about what we do and I think that like. Wherever I am at that point in time, I think that what I'm doing is not sustainable for whatever reason. Mm. When I was in game development and I would see all these like talks on uh, on how they're creating models from photo based stuff. And I was like, I'm going to be out of a job in like two years. Like, this is <laughs> so I, for some reason, I always think that like I, that I'm going to be done immediately for whatever mm. reason. So like right now, I love what I'm doing right now. But Nick's are, let's pl- are people going to watch Let's Plays in two years? Like that's how I'm my and mind. We can thinks. Adapt. That's the beauty of what we sure. Do. Yeah. We can just do but like still, Andy's gonna adapt right out the door into a new job. Sure, but like, but like <laughs> six years ago, these all these like new new ways of creating 3D models are coming out, and that my mindset back then was like, "Fuck, we're gonna be out of job." And like, you know, six years later, it's it's still, still the bad. same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know, my mind's just weird that way. I'm just always thinking about the worst mm-hmm. shark attacks. Mm-hmm. They are the worst. How do we protect them? The sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do we allow them to do How the do attacks? We, yeah, I mean, we need to make it easier. We, yeah. It's a food yeah. source for them. We yeah, exactly. Them. We need to allow them and just, yeah. 
If you got attacked by a shark, Bro, shark like, attack. <laughs> Andy Cortez. You got attacked by a shark, it's like, well, it's nature. It's let it run its course. Hey, if somebody walked into my house, I'd bite him on the ankle. You know? That is your number one attack. Yeah. Roll out of the bed, bite yeah. him on the ankle. And then bite. just spin. <laughs> <laughs> spin him around. Well, that's yeah. almost like a crocodile attack. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do the... They, they, they sp- grab and pull it under. Yeah. 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 Mm. Those videos are fucking horrifying, man. Of those like alligators or crocodiles. I don't know the fucking difference. Uh, crocodiles have the, the skinny snout. Alligators have the white snout. Whatever the ones that grab the, like, the fucking elk and just pull them into the water. Mm. Yo, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's got to be the worst way to go. Yeah, man. I'm just like, I'm just an elk. I'm just chilling near the water. Man, they're like... Gone. They're like dinosaurs. Alligators? At the end of the day. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, they're monsters. It's crazy. Yeah. They're them and Komodo dragons. Yes. Watching Planet Earth 2. Love that stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why am I going to John Gruden? Why, I'll tell why, you what, man. Why are those damn <laughs> Komodo dragons always just sitting there and they chill? They look at the camera and they go, and just fucking snot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gross. You nasty It's fuckers. It's like the athletes on the side of NFL games where they're like, they do that. The they got to breathe. I understand that. It's, of, it's probably the same way for the Komodo dragon. Really good snot rocket in, uh, in um, no, 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 in, uh, in um, Hateful Eight. No. The girl. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, okay. Remember sure. that part? That was fine. That was Remember good. that I'll take part? That. I'll take that. My, my girlfriend's uh, Australian, so so she oh, lives in a place. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mate. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, mate. Australian, mate. Um, and she lives in a place where all, there are these saltwater crocs and, you know, snakes and spiders. And these things like eat. Wait, she lives in Australia still? She, well, she comes from that. Oh, from okay, She right. lives in London now. But uh, she she comes from, like, her brother used to throw brown snakes at her. And brown snakes are like the third, third most poisonous snake in the world. Just used to throw them at her for fun because that's what they but did. But why would anybody want to pick one? But here's the thing: it's like oh. these things have enough venom in one bite to kill like five full Three elephants, men. Yeah. and it's just like these things eat mice. Dude, why? snakes are fucked up too because snakes eat the poisons. bigger things, then you see them inside the snake. Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. fucked up. It's messed up. Scary, like but they don't need to be that poisonous. For they're just eating mice, right? You know, it's it's excessive. It seems excessive to me, right? Like you would think that at some point nature would, t- you know, dial would, it back. would dial it back. Evolution yeah. would de-evolutionize them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let them grow some hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just crawl around. <laughs> <laughs> Two hands. <laughs> and I guess I left off the arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody uh, the other day. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> As you're about to walk into a headline I saw somewhere with nothing. No. Yeah, I shouldn't even say it. I don't even know. Let me hear it. It was something to the effect of... We can Google it. Some, uh, yeah, go, go ahead and Google this, Kev. Some uh, monkey or ape or gorilla, they're like a group of them Walking had... Walking on his ev- feet. <laughs> right? That one? That one? No, had evolved uh, to using like the Stone Age. Like they were using stone, like they were using stones uh, and shit. Interesting. But again, like I said, they can... Walking on his feet. They yeah. can fucking, they can use sign language too, so we have a whole bunch of problems. Because there's a video of the gorilla who's... Uh, didn't want to get its hands wet because it just rained in the zoo. Yeah. So it was just like walking under the back legs. <laughs> and it would do that everywhere because it didn't want to fucking... Nut cracking monkeys, monkeys show human-like <laughs> skills. Is this what you're talking no, about? No, it was from... It's a new thing. That's from 2013. Maybe these are the monkeys. They're continuing on their evolutionary uh, path. They're still, they're still going. They're, yeah, they're yeah, doing man. DDR and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> himself. Cam, do you want to talk about anything? We, we brought you on and pinned you down about all the Krypton stuff, but you're, you're, you're actually a fan, I guess. You know uh, what the show is. I am, yeah. Usually like, bring somebody here, Nolan North. They've never heard of this place. They don't yeah, know what I'm they're sure. doing. No, it's awesome to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um... Gosh, what would you guys like to talk about? I I I, I should have prepared. No, no, yeah. I was just making sure. I mean, we're yeah. we're winding down. I was yeah. just making. Tim, do you have a topic? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Oh no, I thought your your topics were good. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Here we go. Here we go. This one from 2018. Yeah, monkeys use tools to crack nuts, shuck oysters, says researchers. Okay. So the, yeah, this isn't as this isn't as in your face as the yeah, title. I'm not I was as seeing. impressed. 
I'm waiting for I'm ready for a monkey to talk or something. Yeah. I'm just, I, I've seen I, monkeys fucking ride motorcycles and shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel this is nothing. like we tools. don't spend enough time really talking, talking about to the monkeys. ones who, who <laughs> <laughs> but like really talking about the fact that they can communicate. Yeah. That they know sign language, that they can speak to us. It would like why like where are all those studies? Like what are they really talking about? What I'm ready really to get one of them in the US. Someone's hiding something, awesome. man. Yeah. What are they hiding? We've been talking to monkeys for years. What do they know? <laughs> they, they know what do those monkeys know? What you know? Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I because I always think about like, will we ever get to a point technologically where we understand what these animals are saying to like each Eliza other? Thornberry shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. will we able to? I mean, we kind of already do. Again, with, you can teach a monkey sign language or gorilla sign language. You figure they've. We know about like when. They're calling to each other like whales or whatever, mm. elephants for that. Yeah. I mean, to a point where if you walk into somewhere and not somewhere, obviously, like you're maybe in the Serengeti or something, you don't just walk in there. Guys. <laughs> but like if you're to walk in there and you see that a lion is like, you, you're, I'm about to fuck you up because you're kind of in my territory. Mm -hmm. Like, will we ever be able to like Google Translate be like, I'm, we're chilling, man. Cool. Hey, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Because that's not how they act. The fact that we've had fucking house cats for years and years and years, and these motherfuckers aren't doing typewriters, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta, you know, they don't know how to use the internet. Right. The yeah. sign language thing, though, with the monkeys, I, yeah. you know, I know it's a thing that happens. I don't mm. know much about it. You can talk to the monkeys. Can Coco. they talk to you? Yeah. You yeah. teach yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. They can communicate, like, basically. The yeah. video of Coco and Ron Williams. And yeah. Stuff, which like, is, Coco sad. When Robert yeah. Williams died? Yeah. Yeah, that was so sad. Yeah. Mm, Very sad. Was that, horrible. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with well, the kitten. Isn't Coco the monkey no, 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 isn't but, but, fucking immortal, right? No, they yeah. No, they told Coco that Robert Williams died. No, no, I'm definitely sure yeah. that this was the case. I was reading about this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it goes Coco's in like a rocking chair knitting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking That's grainy yeah, lover. They, grainy <laughs> gorilla. <laughs> they got camera and he's just like, oh what? Like, it's like, I fucking just talked to him. Look at his last message. <laughs> he said, live long. Are man. you finding it, Kev? Yeah. I, is it true? Yeah. How old is Coco? Coco's been around my entire fucking life. Co Dude, gorillas <laughs> live for a long time, man. Here we go. Who is that? Maria Nunudo? Menudo? Gorillas are fucking scary, man. Dude, gorillas are horrifying. Remember the story of that monkey that ripped off the girl's face? Yeah, terrible. Jeez. Horrible. Horrifying. She went on Oprah to like show her face. How it looked, God, it was horrifying. It felt so awful. Yeah, no, and the whole nine one one call of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, man. It was her friend's monkey. It was her neighbor's monkey that she was like watching over, and the friend left, and then the chimpanzee just went like absolutely bananas. <laughs> This is a serious story. This is a serious story. Andy just Andy just walked into that by accident. No, it's a serious story. It's a real thing. Um, Don't listen to the nine one one call. It's very I, horrible. Because I saw her on Oprah and she was like there talking about the incident and she was wearing like a veil the whole time, but you could see underneath the veil like something's messed up. And the monkey just ripped her fucking face to shreds. And then the well, it's the friend in the car calling the police, screaming. About the friend, it. yeah, the friend got back to see her pet monkey like. Absolutely, like fucking trying to murder. It this was woman. a little monkey. It was a chimpanzee. It was not a gorilla. It was not a chimpanzee. Like a, not like a spider monkey. Like no, 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 it was like a. It was like Planet of the Apes Dude, monkey chimpanzee. See, so I don't trust big, animals. Like, Fuck this oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're so strong. They're so strong, and like you can never, you can never trust the wild animal because like all they are a sort of instinct. Yeah. Like yes, they have emotions up, but they're still that primal. Like <laughs> I don't trust you. Above banana. <laughs> Fucked up. I don't. I don't even <laughs> trust real like you know house animals. No dogs it, and cats like, and shit. No dogs, no cats. I don't trust them, man. You don't trust them at any moment. No, dude. 
If Portillo wanted to fuck me up, he could. It'd be in my sleep, and he'd have to know exactly where I was and how to get up there. But he could. Lying in yeah. Portillo somewhere is a vicious killing machine. I swear to God. You see it in the vacant eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I was always terrified of cats because my aunt's cat was very, very just a bitch. Like, just a straight Dude. up, like, you walked in, like, a yeah. they have razor blades on their hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that is well, some fucked up shit. Cats always and trust me as a kid. Them. And here's yeah. the thing: just like, walk around. Humans are so lame. Like we are. Like we can think good. That's our superpower. Yeah. yeah. And like that. That. That's a cool thing. But going like we have no claws. We're not strong. We're not very fast. Like we have no. We don't Let's even have. A, yourself, don't yeah. even have a tail. <laughs> yeah. Like we can't all shoot threes. You yeah. Know? Like, we have them thumbs though. Yeah. Got, got the yeah, but this is really useful against a lion. We can gouge him in the eyes. <laughs> try our best. That that's that's all we got. But like you, you are completely hopeless com- compared to most animals. animals I'd say. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If I can have... fuck a fish up. Not all fish. No. Barracudas. Didn't you guys have a topic? How many raccoons do you think you could take, or something like that? How there many? Was how many, how many but... kittens? There we did five year olds and ki- feral cats. That feral was cats. We never did that topic that uh, kind of went viral over the internet several months ago. That was like. You get your choice of two. And it was like a group of six or seven things. And it was like um, 200 rats, two elephants. Oh, yeah. Like two lions, one hippo. You know, like it was giving you certain. And it was like pick two to protect you from the to rest of them. you. Yeah. Oh, and so uh, and, and so I think there was like 50 eagles or whatever. And um, a lot of people were saying that the eagles would be one of the best things to go for because they could go for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Also, Once they're blinded, Is it like Ant Man where I'm communicating to them and they know what's up? Yeah, or are they yeah. just fucking eagles in a tree and I'm getting. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. They, they are, they are mm-hmm. trained to protect you. Yeah. You, can, okay. you can commune with them like Aquamanda's fish. Okay, right. Good, yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah, fifty eagles is a good one because fifty is a large number of eagles. And I think that's the number. I may have. I mean, I could be way off. But the groups of animals were really I mean, like 50 interesting. Eagles, two lions, or what you just said. Those eagles are going to win. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. It would, take, it would take a long time. But even, maybe it was ten or something. Even with the hippos, right? That's right. You know, hippos, hippos are the yeah. most fucking dangerous animal. Right, in the but world. I don't like that many eagles. They're not going to be that. They're not going to be that swift. They're not we might gonna lose happen. ten of them. Right. Tim, I want you to put this down on the idealist too. By the way, I've okay. always said that we, if we could domesticate and make smaller koalas, they'd be a big hit. They would if, be huge. If, if we could keep, if we can make hippos, but keep them. Portillo size, huge hit too. Hippos? Yeah. I don't think so, man. Pygmy hippos. What do you, what do you mean, though? Because hip, hippos, that's like... Um, they're like pigs. Pigs. Yeah, people well, are like they're cool, but then they get big and... That's why I'm saying... No, this, I'm, we have to keep, keep them, them small. small like teacups. Like there, there is a thing called a pygmy hippo. It's about that big. So we just need to go a couple sizes. Like a little yeah. small. Wait, yeah. like that as in from the table to here? As in like that, they're about this tall. Okay, from the ground. And yeah, pygmy hippos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real thing. Fucking hippos are scary, man. Mm. They open their mouths. I'm like, I don't trust you. Yeah. Those teeth. Throw the big, you, throw big watermelon in trust. there. Just throw a watermelon at a hippo. That's what they love, man. They do. Every uh, video I see of a hippo is like, has a watermelon in it. Chomp it on the <laughs> yeah. <goddamn> watermelons. <laughs> Somehow. Well, I mean, watermelon is, for us as humans, like, the test. Can can this knife blade cut through it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can this hippo eat it in one bite? Can Gallagher's hammer smash it? You know what I mean? Mm, sure. Gallagher. Watermelons are what, like, unifies all. Is he dead? We find out Coco very much alive, 47 years old. Is Gallagher dead, Kevin? Remember, he has a brother, too, so this might require more research than just his Gallagher. Liam Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) No, Gallagher. Gallagher. Also, did you know Richard Simmons is missing or whatever? He's, like, dropped off the face of the earth. He's not missing, but he's, like, dropped out of, like, completely. He stopped doing everything, apparently. Stopped doing his aerobics class. Well, apparently he was, like, kidnapped, and people were... Not kidnapped, but, like, they were kind of... 
It's weird, dude. This fucking Richard Simmons story is very There's odd. a podcast about it. He was like living with people and they were not allowing him to talk to anybody. Gallagher alive. Gallagher's alive, everybody. Gallagher's alive. Now, here's my question. for smashing watermelons. Thank God. How do we get Gallagher and Nick Scarpino on the same comedy ticket? That's a big question. We can make it happen. The I only I learned of Gallagher from Family Guy. Really? Yeah. I've never heard Gallagher of this man. Is, yeah. I'm with you. I never knew he who he was. He like was in a bit of because he was just, he, sma- his, he, he smashed watermelons with a hammer, and he made a career out of this. I know, I know. Now, do, now keep in mind, video games in their infancy, movies yeah. kind of suck. People like, didn't have too I mean? much going on. Yeah, exactly. Watermelons are very you know physical when you look at them. Like Kevin punched them exploding. Kevin. Oh, did Kevin seen that thing? Like there's there's a, sorry, karate chopped oh, it. Yeah. There's a gnarly video. There's a really gnarly video online. I think it was some reality TV show where they were testing a catapult. And oh, it, you've seen oh, this? And, and this, this woman like pulls oh, it back and it, right. it gets flipped when it's in there. It comes straight back out of smack. And I was thinking, watermelons like are hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would require facial reconstruction. That's got to be really gnarly. Broken nose. Yeah. I broke my nose. Still broken. When did you break your nose? When I was a kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I never got it fixed because I was terrified. Around? Huh? They still move around or anything? You can, he, if you point. poke oh, this, God, no, it no. goes. Tick, 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 tick. There's like a little clicking noise. That's a good beat. You want to feel it? Sure. I'm not gonna put it in. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Like it's like it. when you pop a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. So I was in Little League, Little League, and I thought, um, I think we were doing like scrimmages or whatever during practice, and I was playing shortstop, and the batter looked like he was gonna bunt, right? You know what a bunt is? I, yeah. Scrimmages took some deciphering because I thought you said scrimmages. <laughs> I was like, I don't know this. I don't know this. pre old scrimmages. Yeah, oh, scrimmages. Yeah, nobody can see it, but yeah, there's that woman getting destroyed. Race watermelon face. So I thought the guy was going to bunt and I ran up thinking that like the ball was going to like barely trickle. So I was like, oh, let me go get this fucking butt. And then he pulled back and brad, fucking like hit the shit out of it. And so I'm running towards the ball <laughs> oh, that I think no, is going to... No. And, uh, and I caught enough of it with my glove, but it hit the tip of my glove and then hit me right the fuck here. And it was just like... Doo, doo. And I was like, oh! And then, like, all I remember is looking down and seeing just, like, a waterfall of blood. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, you open a faucet. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the doctor, and the doctor was, like, doing all these, like, fucking tests and... And he'd be like, does this hurt? does it hurt when I do this? And I was so scared, and I kept saying no. Why? Why hyped. are you trying to act tough? Because I didn't want to get surgery. I didn't want to, yeah. you know, like, I thought yeah. I was going to have to go under the fucking bucket. What? Are, no, uh, under uh, the knife. Under <laughs> the bucket. Under the bucket. Put this bucket over here. We, we operate with buckets in this hospital. Yeah, under, yeah. The, <laughs> under, the, under the knife in the bucket. Okay. Uh, so that's what I thought was going to happen. So you faked how, it. How old were you? Faked it. Uh, I was like, maybe 11, that's, 10. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Like that. I was terrified. Did you tell anybody? Oh, yeah. Like, there's that thing, too, like, when you're a kid, like, when something bad happens, and, like, your parents freak out or whatever, like, even if you've hurt yourself, you, you already get in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, I've had that happen to me before, where I've been like, oh, no, I'm like, no, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm just hanging just because right right. like, <laughs> I, can, I can snap it back in. Yeah. It'll be, like, because you just don't want people to be freaking out about it. I yeah, it's like when completely. my mom was on the treadmill, and I, my hand got caught between the treadmill and the basketball, and so my mom was like just kind of jogging in the garage and I was jibbling a basketball uh, prepping for my future. And the ball rolled towards the treadmill, put my hand on it, and the treadmill sucked the ball in with my hand on it. Oh, and the treadmill was just like, 
just like shaving my the top of my hand. God. And damn. I was like yelling at my mom, turn off the machine. Like I pulled my hand out, it was just super bloody. And I was like apologizing. She's like, no, don't. Why are you apologizing? I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, my hand was just all red and shit. <laughs> Kids are dumb, man. Yeah, dude. So how long did you, before you told your parents your nose was broken? Like you went home a couple of weeks later? No, I mean, I think. Oh, wait, what do you mean? He kept poking your nose and saying, does this hurt? And you kept saying no. Oh, so did you I fake out the doctor or just get out? I faked it out, yeah. Uh, faked him out. Fucking juked him. I was like, I'm going right to. crossover. You're like, fucking idiot. I don't need any nose surgery. No yeah. buckets for me today. Yeah. So like, my <laughs> nose is crooked. It like goes this way to the right a little yeah. bit. If wow. you'd only made it to a bucket in time. You would have been You would have been story all together. Yeah. Yeah. When, I, when I was really little, like probably like six, I had rollerblades on because it was the 90s. Sure. And uh, my dad would ride his bike and I would hold on to the thing. Like under the his seat. seat, yeah, and so like just like fucking like Back to the Future style. Dude. Wasn't the Bush administration that made everybody wear rollerblades in the nineties? That was yeah. a decree. Yeah, yeah or, or skates. Right. Yeah, that's if true. you so chose. That's true. And uh, we were going, and I hit this little like bump, and I fell, and then my arm fat got caught in the wheel, uh, and it fucking oh, it was dude. so bad. It was so fucking bad. My dad totally blamed me. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, you hurt yourself in dumb ways as a kid. A lot of dumb ways. Yeah, yeah. I, it, my, the only time I've ever had the uncontrollable nosebleed you're describing, of course. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bring it to me, Joey, and I'll finish this story, and I'll finish this episode. Oh, really? Well, you and Nick have them, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I have no idea what this is, then. Okay. We have something here. We have packages, and all of us got it them. A- Pro Flowers? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that in a second then. <laughs> what? When I would, the only nosebleed, uncontrollable nosebleed story I have is that when we were backyard wrestling, as one does, mm. I have a problem sometimes, Andy. And I don't know if you've noticed, is that I like to take, I think I've gotten better about it. I like to take, you know, the, the personal details of a person and then use them in the act, right? You know what I mean? Take take things pull from real life. They say mm-hmm. you let that influence. Mm-hmm. You were both actors. You understand? Yeah, what I'm yeah of course. Sure, yeah. Use what you know. And so I did this with Poe, and I might have taken it too far in a promo I was cutting. At which point Poe got really mad at me. He came over and threw me down. And then he was like mad. Like he didn't throw me down like to, to, to try to end the bit I was doing. But then he stumbled and fell, and his uh, entire hip bone came across my nose. Oh. And I sat back up, and it was like Undertaker was like this. Oh, nice. and, and it's like. I'm still like getting up ready to keep going with the promo and I do that and everyone flips out because it was the first time somebody had been like really hurt. Like there was obviously a problem. All the other injuries had been very, you didn't know until the match was over that this guy almost got paralyzed. But at that moment, we all knew it was too much. It's a different time. I was, um, I was on the boxing team at Trinity for about three minutes because I made the team <laughs> and then I told my mom, hey, I made a team. And then she's like, no, you didn't. You're quitting immediately. I was like, fair enough. She's like, you want to be an actor? Maybe you shouldn't break your face. Good call. I was like, good call, Mark. But I I did get punched in the face a few times, and your nose bleeds. Yeah, Wow, when you get hit in the face. So we got a box here to finish off the show. One of my brother's friends broke his nose in a tickle fight with another one of his friends. They were 16. Tickle fights get hot, cool. (laughs) Cool Greg broke his... What? Two of Cool Greg's friends uh, got in a tickle fight. We were wrestling. I suppose I could have helped with you. No, I got it. Oh, I just asked Joey for to get Joey a season pass for Far Cry. There's one in here. We'll give it away for some or not a f- season pass. Yeah, okay. Oh. Got our Far Cry Five baseball bat. 
ready to go. Is this what you were expecting? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, that is as, oddly specific. As a teaser for other kind of funny videos to come, I've ordered something else extremely long. Kevin is the only person in the office who knows. Because I looked at a site, and I said to Kevin, you remember this on Friday, it was just you and me, I said, Kevin, do you think we need blank for the office and I should use the corporate card for this? And you said yes, and I ordered it. What is <laughs> it? Kevin's like, oh. I'm not going to tell you. It'll show up one day and you'll know. It was a real bat, though. That is awesome. America's pastime, man. Weird ass shit you get in the video game industry. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table, each bringing a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get each and every episode early, starting for just a buck. But if you have no money to toss our way, no big deal. The entire show posts one week after it goes up on Patreon the following Friday on youtube.com slash kindoffunny. You can get all sorts of cool stuff there. Not party mode, but it's on games. People know about it's it. It's on games, man. Right? Get it. On games, dude. $1. Cameron. Greg. We love you. Love you too, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so awesome. Thank you for being a best friend. Like You've you've honestly been there for a long, long time. We've seen you for a long, long time. Dude, it's, it's the least I can do. You guys make awesome content. Like One of the first things I said to you when, when you hit me up was... What you guys do isn't just kind of funny. It's kind of beautiful. It's really, really mm -hmm. important what you guys do. Hey, you celebrate friendship, and that's awesome. That's what it's all about, man. Uh, everybody watch Krypton Wednesday on Sci-Fi. Yes, uh, Wednesday at 10, 9 central, only on Sci-Fi. And what I, I, we didn't talk about in this show, but I love it. It's only 10 episodes. It's, it's uh, 10, 9 central, yes. Yes, yeah, we do care about central, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so, uh, yes, it is only 10 episodes. It's only 10 episodes. Um, uh, narratively, it's a very tight story. And yeah. There's a, there's a great storytelling there, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.